Los Angeles, 2023. Uh, welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am Sadie Pines slash H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of those episodes. And then we watched all the 24 episodes of the Golden Palace, but we ran out of those too. So now, now what do we do? Let's all say it together. We do whatever, whatever the hell we hell want. Hell we want. <laughs> yes, and back by popular demand, we are doing another golden rewind Ooh, a where we go back, yes, and rewatch our favorite episodes of the Golden Girls and re-talk about them and offer new insights since we first started breaking down these episodes back in 2014. Because we and- old, we old now. Because we old now, uh, and today our rewind is season two, episode eighteen. Forgive me, father. I look like the mother of a solid gold dancer. <laughs> there. Oh God, are I'm lying to a priest. <laughs> so many quotable so moments. Many. You know what's weird about this episode is that it is almost like almost a carbon copy of a little romance. And <gasps> I can't. We talk. I can't. What? Well. I, I can't believe you said that. And yes, I realize I realize maybe my reaction is a little overblown because yes, a few weeks ago we did rewatch a little romance yeah. and I brought this up a little bit, but I as I was watching this because we just watched a little romance, you really see I it. actually I point by point, because this is me, you guys know I like my lists. I did a bullet point list that I was going to give at the oh, top wow. of this episode okay. at the similarity. Well, we'll save that then because that I, I thought that too. But I, I kind of almost thought that we talked about that when we originally watched this back in 2016, I guess, or whatever, whenever it was. So I don't know if we did or not. So I wasn't going to make a big, big deal about it. But as I watched it, because we just recently watched A Little Romance, I was like, okay, the priest is basically just Do- Dr. Jonathan Newman. Like, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are so many similarities. Um, Have you ever had a thing for a priest? You're a Catholic. H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines, get out of my head. I literally, my first question on my Google Doc says, have you ever had a crush on a priest? Mine were too old. Oh, they were too old. Get out of my head tonight. Yeah, I never had a crush. Really? Yes. The first priest at our, at our, our Catholic church was Father Gallagher, and he was so old and he was like very irish and had a very thick accent and then there was i think father medeiros and again old they were just older guys yeah so nothing wrong with old but not no not your cup of tea at the time but (laughs) no like for a for a budding teenager there was nothing there for me what about you no i didn't really know any priests when i was younger however um i i definitely have had crushes on rabbis in my lifetime and but that's the great. But this, it's not like a bad thing with rabbis because you could totally marry a rabbi. Like it's fine. Like rabbis yes, are just course. normal. Rabbis are just teachers. Um, but in when I was younger, like in Mormonism, I did. There were a few elders that I was attracted to, especially in my. I've, I've talked about it on this podcast probably many times. But my baptism, where I had the whole missionary holding me in the pool of water with the clingy white robe and the nakedness and all of the things and these men in water with me, and it was very very porny and yeah that's the, very sexual yeah it was i mean it wasn't supposed to be but of course i made it sexual um because that's my gift uh <laughs> but 
I did have like an attraction to the missionaries and to the elders and stuff because they were just so like untouchable because they were so quote unquote straight air quotes with that. Um, yeah. So I had that, but they could, but they're also not like priests. I don't think any other religion does it where like you have to like take a vow of chastity or whatever it's called. Like you, you, you right? Like only, only priests do that. Uh, as far as I know, but I'm also, I wouldn't be the one to ask if anybody, yeah. if, if we were in a room with a hundred people, I'd probably be like one of the last people that somebody would come to <laughs> with that question. Well, if you're but, listening yeah, and you know of a religion that, that, that makes their leaders not have sexy, sexy time, please let us know in the comments and say sexy, sexy time when you do it. Yes. yes just, <laughs> I didn't know you priests could take your clothes off. I mean... Oh. She is, this is, there is uh, so many great things in this episode that like, it makes me, I, I remember there was a moment when I was watching it earlier and I paused it to tell Michael, I was like, this is how you know this show is incredible and this audience for this show, even in 19, what, what year did this one come out? 1986 or 87? Probably, because it was season two. So it had season to Season two, so like 80, yeah. yeah. And even then, even that early in the run of the show, the audience knows the character of Blanche so well that all you have to do is put a priest in the presence of Blanche. No lines need to even be uttered. And the audience yep. goes crazy. That's mm -hmm. a great show. That's a great show with a fan base that is loyal and tight. And also, yeah, characters that are so well fleshed out mm -hmm. that, yeah, the audience already knows the joke. Yeah. Um, and this episode is def. It's on my frequent rewatches. Yeah, it's a and classic. I think it's 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 such a classic. Have and uh, it, yeah, it, it, so I, I do go back and watch this one all the time because. And it's so funny because Stan was downstairs and whenever I watch it on like the TV in the living room, because sometimes I'll just watch it on my phone and I'll be writing yeah. my notes on my computer. But anytime I put it on the TV and Stan will sort of like pass by and just stop and he just becomes like entranced yeah. by the show and the women and is like laughing and is like, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. really funny. Like, oh, that's good. Like we do that every too. time I put it on. We do that stops too. And just stands there and watches. And we get lost in the minutia of like little things like Dorothy's claw or like a little look. That I don't know Blanche, but I'll try. Yeah, I mean, that or a little claw. look that, that Sophia makes or just like something that is so, so small and insignificant in the scene, but becomes a point of obsession with us as we watch. It's so good. I wanted to ask you, have you ever had a moment where you thought, Someone was jonesing on you. Someone was flirting hard. And then it turns out that they were just like being friends. Um, yeah, I, well, I'm trying to, I do remember a moment in college where I was at a party and, um, there was this guy named Alex and mm. I remember we were like dancing and then there was this girl Noreen there that I knew and he and Noreen were dancing too. And I was like, Oh, I thought maybe he was into me. I couldn't really tell. And then, and then I thought maybe he was into her. And so I just wanted to like clarify, like if they were dating, cause they were like kind of touchy feely. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to like make this uncomfortable if they're together. And I remember asking her like, Hey, yeah. are you and Alex kind of like a, and she laughed. Mm. And I was like, 
oh no and she was like oh god sweetie no he's so gay and I was like oh okay and I just I didn't realize it I thought he was flirting with me but he oh, was not absolutely he was just a homosexual just, he was just a homosexual um <laughs> no he was just he was just a really like he was just a really outgoing gregarious person so not and, a homosexual and, no, he is. Oh, he but, is. Okay. But but I I mistook that as flirting because mm. he was just he was very friendly and well, welcoming. And you probably didn't um, know many homosexuals at the time, so you probably didn't have the well, the radar no, that you do I, now. No, to, I did. Well, you know? maybe not as good, but no. Yeah. One of my absolute best friends um, from high school came out when we were in high school, and mm. um, and had such a supportive group of friends and teachers around mm. him, and. Um, but no, have I met more homosexuals yes. since? Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> of course. Um, I always thought but, that would be so but, yeah. hard, especially for women in coming of age in the 90s and the aughts and even now where, but less so now, I think, where you kind of, because the, the gay rights sort of movement and sort of acceptance of sort of, you know, queer people in general especially in sort of like liberal circles and our circles, you know what I mean? Like big cities mm -hmm. and all the things. Um, it, it has become so widespread that like for, for women who maybe don't come from a, a, a area where there are a lot of visible like people out and proud and they don't know a lot of queer people, it must be difficult to sort of understand when the, the, the signs when someone might be queer or someone, you know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. you kind of pick up on as a person who lives in a big city or like you've been around it a lot or all these things. And like, I just always thought women in those, in those, in that time period probably <laughs> learned a lot of how sure. people are, especially women, like particularly straight women in that period, because it's just so many stories from friends who are like, yeah, I loved him. And then ugh, homosexual. Yeah. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it definitely wasn't a matter of like, and I actually do think I have one ex who has since come out. I believe oh. I'm like pretty sure, you should, but we don't you really talk Instagram much. Instagram that. I can tell you real quickly if they are. If you just show me their Instagram. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll talk about it offline. Yeah, I'm not just gonna send me, just send yeah. me their Instagram. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't think um, it's ever really happened. I mean, it has happened to me. Sure, there was this one time I was. I thought I was seeing this guy and like things were going really well and all my friends really liked him and he was like a little peculiar and not normal, not my normal type, but everyone really liked him. And I was like, I'm going to commit to this, even though he's a little weird. And then at dinner one night, he told me he couldn't be with me because um, I wasn't Jewish then. And <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to. No, it's I was, definitely. You, I was fully on board I know you were. I know. I read everyone else was too. I, I, um. No, I definitely have. I feel like my whole track record is just people not being into me. I have more people not being into me than I have people being into me. So like, oh, same. I can same. definitely relate yeah. to this storyline. <laughs> but I also yeah. don't think that the father wasn't or that the priest wasn't into Dorothy. I have a feeling he was into Dorothy. Yeah. You know what? I feel like I definitely feel like he was like. I want to say like tickling the balls yes. a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. He was like, he was, he was definitely dipping Not to a say toe. that Dorothy has balls. No, no, no. Yes, but, but that but... was just the first kind of, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, he was, he was, pu he was putting the lightest of Catholic feelers out there. Well, he also, um, I mean, speaking of homosexuals, he also was the most dramatic man. I mean, I'm not saying he was a homosexual, but he, 
used language that a homosexual would when exiting a room, like, I'm planning on leaving the church. The vaguest sentence, the most dramatic exit, the most everything, which is what a homosexual would do leaving a room. So, like, that's also a sign that Dorothy might be dating a homosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Should we get to this episode? Yeah, let's take a break and then and then and then I'm going to do my my comparison. I can't wait. I cannot it's, wait. I'm very excited. Ah! Okay. There may be more because I didn't go back and rewatch a little romance. That's okay. It's been a couple of weeks, but I have found six <laughs> six instances where forgive me father and a little romance are essentially the same episode (laughs) and you know what no shame because as a tv writer sometimes you're just like oh that situation is very funny i'm just gonna swap it out for a different character and it works it works and you know what it works so let's not it's it's the actor versus laszlo it's patrick bond versus laszlo it's all that okay so here are my my six points of um of similarities one, uh, one of the girls is dating a guy and the audience doesn't know a thing about him, right? Mm. With Dr. Jonathan Newman, there's a reveal he's a little person. Yeah. With Frank Leahy, the reveal is that he's a priest. It's something we learn when the men come to the front door. Mm, yes. Number one. Number two, both men are greeted at the door by Blanche first, Iconic. who makes an ass of herself and absolutely steals the show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Three. Sophia leaves Mm -hmm. early in the episode, comes home later, Uh and when she learns the thing, he's a priest, he's a little person, she pulls Dorothy aside for a private conversation in Uh the same doorway. Mm -hmm. Come here. Come here. (laughs) In a little romance, she says, that man over there, is he a midget? Shouldn't be saying midget, but that's what she says. Yes. And in this one, she goes, don't date a priest. Okay, so that's number three. <laughs> number number four, Blanche tells a story about forbidden love, wherein the punchline is a comedic misunderstanding yep. about the identity of said forbidden love. Uh-huh. In a little romance, she went to the, to the dance with Benjamin, even though their relationship was forbidden in the South. Everybody thought he was black. No, he was a Yankee. And forgive me, father, <laughs> Blanche too, had a thing for a man of the cloth. They mm. fought their desire, but they ended up checking into a best Western. And he wasn't a priest. He was a fabric salesman. Which I mean. Okay. okay. <laughs> five. Five. In both episodes, when the men leave dinner at the house, mm-hmm. they say they have very something very important to speak to the women about, but not right now. Yeah. Later. Rose says, I'll see you at work Monday. But Dr. Jonathan Newman's like, no, I want to have dinner before that. Dorothy says to Frank, I'll see you at the youth fair on Saturday. And he's like, no, I'd like to talk to you about something before then. And that moment is an act break. So good. Last thing, number six. There's a misunderstanding between them at the end. Rose thinks Jonathan Newman doesn't want to date her anymore because uh, he doesn't think she can deal with his height. Yeah. Dorothy thinks Frank's leaving the priesthood because he wants to be with her. Mm-hmm. So those are my six points of comparison so good. as to why a little romance is 
Forgive Me Father, Why Forgive Me Father is a little romance. Honestly. And that's what makes, I think, both of them very funny episodes because that formula worked. It's a formula. When a formula, applause, applause, applause. When a for, and you are taking a big drink of your, what is it, Spindrift? What, are you, what spindrift. do you drink? Spindrift. Yeah, I'm drinking a mango Spindrift. Yeah. That was, I, I'm really thirsty now. I love that I know that you drink Spindrift, even though I can't see the can. Anyway, um, what I would encourage everyone to do is to go, if you, I mean, if you're listening and you're a loyal listener, you probably have already watched A Little Romance and then listened to that episode. But go back and watch A Little Romance and then immediately watch Forgive Me, Father, and you will be like, it's the same episode, and you'll be screaming too, and it'll be lovely. And then you'll listen to this, and you'll listen to Carrie's incredible breakdown, and you'll be your head will be exploding. You will literally be the emoji exploding brain. Now, now listen, I'm also going to put this out there for our fans. I would do this if I had the time because I have a film background, and I used to be a post producer, and I know how to use Premiere and Final Cut. Mm. But if anybody wants to pull the audio from my six points of reference and do that audio with a side-by-side of these moments that I'm talking about and make like a cut, we will post it and I will make a video for you. And maybe I'll drag HL and Scott slash Sadie Pines into it Mm -hmm. to say, thank you. We will give you a personal video message. And if that's not appealing enough, because you're like, I don't give a shit. I don't want a video from them. (laughs) I sit there three fucking hours in front of my (laughs) premiere when I could be hanging out with my cat or literally doing anything else. (laughs) That's totally fine. I'm just saying if there's anybody out there that wants to do it, I would love it. And we would post it. We'll gladly post it. And we would tag you in it. Yes. And and make you a video to say I mean, that's not a bad thing. Make a great video and we will definitely post it. I mean, we got something of a reach. And if you make an animation instead, I'll okay. marry you're, you. You're going too far. You're going too far. <laughs> Don't make them do all this work. Carrie Doherty. Bush. Okay. <laughs> so I, this episode, we I have to talk about people's outfits at the top here. Mm. I don't know if I talked about this last time when we watched this episode, but Rose's cardigan, those are my high school colors, gray <laughs> and cranberry. Wow, cranberry? Yeah. Wow. So my town in Massachusetts, it's like, it, well, it's not V. Actually, I think like Wisconsin is the cranberry bog capital of the mm. world, but my town was right, like very close Wait, to cranberry, Ocean Spray. Oh, Ocean. Okay. See, that's what's interesting. Whenever... Cranberries grow in bogs. I think I've explained this on the podcast before. Have I yeah, not? I don't think you have, but that's, I mean, you may do have. You know what a, do you know what a bog is? No, I don't. Okay. A bog is almost like a field. and Oh, they're it's... underwater. Yes, but just a, just a few inches underwater. Because so I only know like, that because of the commercials, the ocean spray commercials. Yes, exactly. So that's yeah. when they flood the bog. So they mm. grow. Um, they flood grow. The bog. They flood the bog. They flood the bogs, and then it makes the cranberries go pop, and they pop off the little yeah. plant, and then they rake them in, and then they create them, and then like a helicopter takes them away. A um, helicopter. Yeah, the hel- a helicopter comes down and that's takes the so mission away. impossible for ocean spray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, so anyway, so but that's why so cranberry because cranberries, but then gray. That's interesting. Like, oh. My high school colors were um, normal and respectable, red and white. Like they're not even weird color names. It's literally just red and white. Red and white, not just... like scarlet and no. you know. Cream. We're from Missouri. Oh. We don't have time for that. Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> sense. Well, speaking of white, Dorothy's white like macrame sweater. Yes. I don't even know if she's wearing shoes, but I just, I want that outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 
I don't know if this is the first time in the series that we've seen Blanche in her day wear wearing like a sweatshirt and sweatpants. I love her kind of athleisure look. You know what I, I mean? I do too, because she was wearing like kitten heels with it. But the, the, that's the thing though. Like they, and there was a part, maybe it wasn't this outfit, maybe it was the second outfit when they have the dinner, but like those heels are usually kitten heels, but the heels she was wearing when the the priest comes over were actual like, they look like, Big heels for her, like a three inch heel. Yeah, they were good. It was a good size heel. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that in that scene when Blanche was wearing like the silver, like the aluminum foil mm, suit. She looked favorite. gorgeous in it though. And Dorothy was wearing her mother of a solid gold dancer, like yeah. low cut V neck. Yeah. I, that scene, Blanche also had these earrings on that were mm. um like iridescent and shiny they were heart-shaped earrings and i was just like between the two of them yeah there is so much sparkle happening it was like God, it was a little wild we for... love to see it yeah um so as you all know in this episode dorothy's been working with this teacher doc or frank Leahy. yeah you know she wants to ask him out but she doesn't want to ask him out because it could get awkward which i totally get because you don't want to date your co-workers if that and if that person says no it's then, mortifying oh, then you have to eat lunch to in your car every day you're literally and... gonna is dorothy eating a sad sandwich in her car listening to I pat benatar or no and then there's frank sinatra frank sinatra yeah uh and then there's that really great line where rose goes well, maybe he just doesn't like her. Which and Dorothy goes. That was such a, like, I love some, it's very rare. It's very rare. But when Rose does the subtle bitch line, like the subtle sort of like deep shade cut line, which is sa always said in the most endearing, naive, loving way. But then when you hear, it's like what my mother does. My mother's like this. She'll say something and she'll, it'll sound like a sweet mom voice. But in reality, she's calling someone a bitch. Like in an offhanded way, which mm -hmm. it's my favorite kind of shade. It was it was really good shade in like such a rose way. Yeah. And then I love that Dorothy goes, Thank you, Rose. Incidentally, you look fat. <laughs> and Her that's delivery that's not even too. shade, it's just direct. Direct hit. Yeah. But but I like that she the matter of fact uh -huh. delivery. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Dorothy doesn't want to ask him out on a date. So the women are like, hey, invite him over for dinner. Yeah. Again, Dr. Jonathan Newman, this was their idea also. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh there's a really great exchange between um Dorothy and oh. Blanche that I think we should play. It's very sexy. I think I can do it. Oh, Dorothy, of course you can. Look here. Now you be Frank, I'll be you. Okay? Well, Frank. You know, I've been thinking this is the third Saturday of our relationship and I don't even know what you like to eat. Why don't you come over for dinner this Saturday night and let me find out what What's your appetite? <laughs> and what are you serving for dessert, Blanche? Penicillin? It's, I mean, whenever Blanche gets so hot and bothered that she can't even fully get out a sentence, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it, always. It's it's so good. I love the because um, we've definitely heard Rose and Betty White 
use the wh sound as yeah. quite the eight it's like quite. hwh yeah and blanche does it this time yeah. what's your <laughs> appetite what's... and it really the way that she says the word it's like it's dripping she's doubling down it is it is yeah. it, the word is dripping yeah. it is she's it literally is, it, and it, that's that's a great actor Delivering an incredible mm -hmm. line with a character they know so well that you literally can get the feeling and sensation of the words dripping as they come out of her mouth. It is yeah. perfect. And Dorothy's stare, just yeah. that, it, it just, the camera just holds on her, yeah. just that, but that beat of a stare <gasps> before she goes into that next line, it's just, just so satisfying. It's so, so good. Yeah. So finally, Dorothy's like, all right, fine, I'll ask him. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And Sophia has a great line where she goes, if you do it your way, you better use Jane Fonda's body. Otherwise, it'll just be the four of us for dinner. <laughs> uh, jokes on Sophia. She's going to do it when she's not home. Yeah. Um, which, so, that's the other thing. So when they get to the school, which is, yes. the, is the next scene, and Dorothy's, you know, they're setting up for this youth fair or whatever, which I want to know what happens at a youth fair. I, I have so many questions. I don't know if we did this last time. So I, I forgive me, Father, if I am repeating things. But like, <laughs> so one, I think this is maybe the first time in the series, maybe that we've seen Dorothy at school. Um, I think you're right. This is the tiniest gymnasium in the history of high schools. Like, yeah. It's 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 not a gymnasium. It's not even a gym. It's like barely a jaw. Like yeah. it's nothing. It's like a jaw. there are if you look at and again, I understand they have to make it look like a gym, but like there's if you look at the things inside the gym, I really just because mm -hmm. I've seen this so many times, I just really wanted to pay attention to the what was inside. Oh. But there was like a line, a big rack of like barbells. Right next to it was a, a thing of basketballs. Yeah, a rack of basketballs. Then there was a high horse because, <laughs> like, I didn't even notice that. Then there were tumbling like gymnastics mats, all in just this one little small area of the gym. And I was like, "Dear Lord, well, kid, children are going to get hurt." Yeah, children. <laughs> they don't trust children in that area. But what also blew me away, just in general, from the total of this episode, is the expense that they made on the extra sets because there are two, no, yeah, two sets that they have. That's true. In this show yeah. that are yeah, like- Yeah, they had two swing sets. That yeah. are all for this guest. I wouldn't even call him necessarily a guest star, even though it is a guest star role, but like he wasn't necessarily like a massive, massive actor then. So it didn't warrant necessarily like the full treatment, but they gave Dorothy that right. full but like outside the house two, treatment. Right. Yeah. He was in both of those swing sets. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good um that's a really good observation. Um also, did you see um on the windows of the gym, there were like it was almost like wire fencing. Did you ever have oh, my gym yeah. had that? What yeah. is that? That the windows that have the wiring in them, I think it's to prevent them from like, like balls shattering from it's, it's yeah. prevent the shattering of the window or something just like you would, that would like make sense. you put tape on a I don't know how I don't understand home shit but like you put the tape <laughs> on the window and it, like it prevents it from I don't know but I think that's the point yeah that's right because people are like tossing basketballs around and stuff um yeah. tossing the balls jumping around on the horsies Yes, I'm I'm with you in like what is a youth opportunities fair because yeah. um there that was what one sign said the sign that Frank was fixing and then later in the scene there's another banner and it just says 
business opportunities. I mean, I have a feeling that if I was a teenager going to a youth opportunities fair, I would be kicked out of it because I would continue to be making inappropriate jokes about youth opportunities. I would I would be filthy. It would be not good for me to be there. I would be that kid that's kicked out. Yeah, it's like is it a is it a college? It seems fair? like or or maybe it's like cuz they are in Miami, so maybe they it's in Miami's a big city, you know, with lots of crime and opportunities and it was the 80s. So and there was I mean 80s drug trafficking in Miami was really big. I'm not saying that the kids were trafficking drugs, but maybe this was like a center for it. Who knows? So they wanted to have activities for the kids to be active and not lured by the Miami drug trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like, hey, guys, do you want to help pick up trash or save yeah. a swamp? Like, it was maybe that sort of thing, right? Yeah, and not like go make, like save you know, the $1,000 from a sale of drugs. Yes, exactly. That's okay. what they wanted to do. Um, So I had a hallelujah moment Ooh. when I was watching this scene. I said the words hallelujah out loud oh, and what part of I it? know we we are we are recording this a day after Easter which was another oh. reason why I picked forgive me father yeah. um and I paused it and I told Stan get in here you have to see this What part So Dorothy is standing in front of the big kind of like coffee yeah. carafe thing with the little spigot mm-hmm. and she pours coffee into a styrofoam cup but we can't really see she's just doing the motion right yeah. She hands it to Frank, and then there was a shot of the two of them as they're talking, and I said, hallelujah, because there was actual honest-to-God liquid in that oh. styrofoam cup, and it looked like it might have actually been coffee. And you know what? Frank holds it like it has liquid in it, and I want to say, take note literally every other TV show and movie <laughs> who consistently hands actors empty cups and they're walking around with a Starbucks flinging it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're taking me out of the movie. You're suspending my suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I want to tell you all filmmakers, TV direct, all of you watch this episode and learn. You can have liquid in a cup and the actor can act with liquid in a cup and no one died. Yeah. So like you can do it. Don't be afraid in every other TV show and movie. It, pisses me off i mean i'm just saying though i don't think you've ever seen me walk down the street with a starbucks maybe you have but i i'm i flail i'm a flailer i gesticulate and i flail and sometimes i forget what's in my hand or what's near me or a person or anything really so i have a feeling maybe i'm one of those irresponsible actors on television shows with the liquid free starbucks cup just flailing their cup but in my world it's actually happening and liquids flying. But you know what? You put a little bit of water in it. Yeah. Water, if water, yeah. if you spill water, if water gets on your wardrobe, you take two seconds, you dry it off. Mm. Put liquid in cups. Put liquid in cups, people. <laughs> Everyone anyway. working in the industry, all three of you listening, please all put liquid in cups. Um. So uh, they so set Frank up a dinner and, and she does. Yeah. she does this cute little thing where she's like, do you want to come over? And then <laughs> she has to, she has to say, for dinner and stuff. What I, and I know we talked about this when we first watched it, but it still irks me. I feel like if you're a priest or if you're a doctor or if you're a whatever and you have one of those titles, you don't just go by Frank Leahy or like, you know, Doogie Hauser. You go by Dr. Doogie Hauser or Father Frank Leahy. You don't, or Rabbi whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's how you introduce yourself is with your title, especially for someone his age in the 80s. Like, don't you think? Well, may I? May I p- play a little devil's advocate right Please. now? Play a little. Well, we're talking about Keanu a priest, Reeves. so maybe don't be devil's advocate. Maybe be something else. So, because Dorothy is a substitute teacher, mm-hmm. and she, so she's not at the school every day, right? Yeah. And presumably Frank is there every day because he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Dorothy overhears one of the kids call him Frank. And oh, that's so I right. think what I assume is that at some point, maybe when he first started teaching, he introduced himself as Father Frank Leahy. Mm-hmm. But then for whatever reason, instead of calling Mr. Leahy, he just went to Frank. Maybe it was just something that the kids started doing. They just started I calling him that. that. So I don't know. But, but also, it, have it... you ever been in a room with a priest and you didn't know they were a priest? I mean, I have a feeling even if they're wearing regular clothes, you're going to figure out they're a priest. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't I don't know any Catholics or priests. I mean, I know Catholics. I know you, but I don't know any priests. I don't know that I'm a Catholic. Really. Okay. Well, I know you other could say Catholics. you could say I, I know someone who was raised Catholic. Yes, raised Catholic. But even then, like, I feel like. I feel like a priest just has a way about them. I don't know. I'm really, I, I will admit my ignorance to this. So I will end Yeah, it I don't know that I've ever been, I mean, if I was in a room with the priests and I didn't know that the person was a priest, so they weren't in cleric's clothing, I don't know that I would know. The way I'm sitting on a joke that's too inappropriate for me to share, but please continue. For some reason, I heard the way I'm sitting on this tuna because I <laughs> I don't know I my brain took uh, the word out somewhere please, in there if, and if you like, want to hear please. the joke just DM me but I will not say it on record <laughs> all right that's fine well that's something else we'll talk about offline yeah um so it's Tuesday night for dinner um you know I, I love that uh Rose and Blanche are they're really they're trying really to make taking, this match they're happen. They're trying to make yep. it happen. Like I love how eager Blanche is for Dorothy mm-hmm. to get laid. I know. It's yeah. it is pretty great that, you know, I will say this is a selfless Blanche mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. because Blanche did not hit on him, although I guess the moment she meets him she really can't. Um Oh, she could. She could. Don't I no one would ever put it past Blanche to not flirt with someone that she's not supposed to flirt with. She'd figure that out. Yeah, I guess so. But I, yeah, I do like that her and Rose are really just trying to like make this a special night for her. It's really yeah. just Blanche and, and Rose is just asking questions. Rose is confused. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm like, oh, I love playing footsie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. Um, so Sophia heads out for her bingo night. You know, mm-hmm. she was looking for her lucky handkerchief earlier mm-hmm. uh, in front of Rose. And I love that she found it in her bra. And Rose is like, why was it in your bra? I was blowing my breasts, Rose. It's like such an Italian, like the way she says it. I stuffed it in to give me cleavage to turn the butcher on to get a decent piece of veal. I actually feel like it's more Jewish than Italian. Italian. I feel like it's more Jewy than Italian because of of Estelle Getty and her delivery and what she does. But we just like culturally appropriated an Italian for because we love this character so much and she's Italian. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 No, of course. That makes sense. Um... And uh, there's a great moment where Dorothy comes out in what she thinks is the best outfit for her to wear. The way that this is just two drag queens in a dressing room. This is fully (laughs) just an exchange between two drag queens in a dressing room. Enjoy. Beautiful. 
Go back and change. Oh, honey, that outfit might be all right for a gay funeral in New Orleans, but it's too much too subtle for this evening. Dorothy, put on something flashy. Flashy, something colorful. Oh, that's really not me, Blanche. I know, honey, but take a chance. Be a woman. It's an awful lot to ask, Blanche, but I'll try. Good. The claw, the claw. All right, Rose, come on. Let's... I also... Take a chance. Be a woman. Be a woman. <laughs> I... Rue McClanahan's words, they literally tap dance out yeah. of her mouth. It's so true. The way she said New Orleans. Yeah. Like, how do you say New Orleans with that many syllables? She's, New Orleans. I feel like she's always kind of singing in a way. She sings her dialogue in a way that, like, it's just so poetic. It is very rhythmic. Yeah. Um, so then she turns to Rose at one point and mm-hmm. says, let's go see about supper. Now, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do they say supper in the South? Because I know that's like a wicked Massachusetts thing. Like That's interesting. I know. Calling it supper, like it's supper time. I do feel like they do in the South. I remember my mother and my stepfather, both sort of Midwestern, but my mom's more Southern, um, saying supper. I don't ever, I think dinner didn't enter my sort of like regular vocabulary until I was an adult in like Chicago and New York. So I don't know. I think it might be actually a Southern thing, which wouldn't be such a surprise because like, you know, so many of the early people who came to this country, like they, in terms of like Massachusetts ancestors, they, there was moments of doing a lot of like trade in the South and people coming up and like, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of that. So maybe the language just kind of morphed a little uh, bit. Yeah. I don't know. I just go like, where does it come from? Cause I think of like supper, dinner, like yeah. dinner to dine, dine. Where did that come from? Like, where did <laughs> to any dine, of these things come dinner. from? No, I, wait, what do you, <laughs> what do you like, say? What do you say? I don't know. Well, I say dinner now because I'm like, I, lo- yeah. I moved away and I lost my accent. Although I did move to the South and I somehow still say dinner. Although then I guess I lived in New York and then I've lived in LA for like 10 years. But... I say dinner. I mean, if I'm asking like, you know, I Michael, what dinner. do you want for dinner? I would say dinner. Yeah. I, I don't say, but my, I know my, my mom is coming to visit this week and I yeah. know she's going to go like, so what's for supper? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So uh so anyway yeah i just i wasn't sure um so uh then frank arrives yes and so i don't think i talked about this last time but from a writing perspective having each of the girls meet and discover frank is a priest one at a time was actually like really funny and interesting and and it was all so it was all it was treated differently right like mm-hmm. blanche at first thinks he's there to collect money um then she starts getting like a little biblical yeah uh, rose doesn't even notice the cleric's clothing and she starts nattering on about how much dorothy likes him yeah uh dorothy gets it right away and feels like an idiot because she's you know dressed like the mother of a solid gold dancer and yeah. sophia thinks the church sent him to shut her up about the rigged bingo game i mean so, but the only exchange that actually matters is the exchange with Blanche. Yes, and we are going to play that clip, but first, we're going to take a little break. We're going to make you guys wait for it. That ding you just heard was a text from me to Carrie being like, we should take a break. (laughs) Okay, Frank's entrance 
to Blanche. We're going to play this clip because it is. It's it's a long clip, but it's so worth it. It's We had to include. You have. How could you not? We're going to do it right now. Good evening. (laughs) The length of the pause. Father, my, my, this must be an important cause. Don't you usually make the nuns ask for money? (laughs) I'll get my purse. I'm Frank. I'm here to see Dorothy. (laughs) You're the hunk? (laughs) I mean, forgive me, Father. Uh, That is, forgive my language. Uh, Not in your official capacity. I'm not even a Catholic. I'm a Baptist, and you can't forgive us Baptists. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, why am I babbling? <laughs> I meant that in all due reverence. I never take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, God, now I'm lying to a priest. The way she killed, it was almost like they set up the lines like they were glass bottles and she had glass bottles in a row, right? And she said one line and everyone cracked up and she broke the bottle. And then she did it again and she broke another bottle and she did it again. And it just, she kept line by line, there was a laugh, which is like, I mean- She got an applause break halfway through that. for, For a TV writer, but also just for an actress to be able to sort of like have that kind of language to work with and deliver it in a certain way- you don't see that a lot. You rarely see that on sitcoms. Rarely that it's, it's that good. So good. And I love that she's so like flummoxed in this moment that she's like, uh, uh, Dorothy's still getting ready. Can you get the dough? Like she makes I mean, him shut the door behind himself. It's, and that's um, also very, I mean, the, which is why my Sadie Pines is so inspired by Blanche in that like little things like that where I just flippantly walk away from something or can't carry something or like, Whatever it is, is just so Blanche. And that moment was just so Blanche by having him shut the door when she lives there. Yeah, it's so good. And yeah. and then she's got that great line. This, I mean, it's so great. She's got that great line where, um, you know, he realizes like, oh, Dorothy didn't know I'm a priest. Yeah. And she goes, uh, he's like, you know, she's never seen me in cleric's clothing. Well, I didn't realize you priests could take your clothes off. So funny. So funny. Like We do we do a lot of things that real people do. I also like that he says real people. I was like, "Oh, father, like you're a real person too. You well, can say you can just say non, you know, non <laughs> priest person." Priests, uh, yeah. The um, only difference ex- between a little romance and this is that the sh- the god I wish I was dead line is actually kind of given to Rose in this episode in that yes which is the only difference but it works so well it works so well because yeah they they've really been playing up Rose's naivete throughout the episode with like the footsie yeah. and all that stuff and um and then yeah which makes yeah Rose's entrance so great which I think we just have to play Rose's entrance too Hello, I'm Rose Nyland. You must be Frank. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. Thank you, Rose. It's very nice to meet you, too. Dorothy's done nothing but talk about you for weeks. Rose. Every time she mentions your name, she practically glows. Rose. I think she's really very smitten with you. Rose. (laughs) 
He's a priest, isn't he? Yes. I mean, that is the guy. It is the God I wish I was dead of, of this episode. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Gallo, I'm going to shout you out for a second. If you have not yet made a God I wish I was dead, <laughs> I don't know how you spell it. Isn't but he just that, a sweetheart? So sweet. So Wait, sweet. Guys, Golden Girls. Yes. Oh, is it posters. Golden Girls posters? posters. There's some underscores in there, yeah. but follow. Go um, find it. I mean, he, we follow him. So, it. like, go, yeah, go to our pages. Yes. But yes. I think the he's a brace disney that for me when it comes to like betty white delivery it's yeah. right up there with that's what the crow said yeah. and like that <laughs> shut up that moment of like yeah it's the delta mississippi like it's it's those it's just rose those moments little moments and the thing is rose has very little to do in this episode there's not much action with rose there's not much because even the exchanges about Father Frank Leahy are mainly between Blanche and and Dorothy, not Rose. Right. So right. this one moment yeah, is Rose's really, moment. Yeah, it really is Rose's moment. And yeah. it, again, fits in so well with her character. Same with Blanche. Again, when you talk about like what are when when you want to know who these characters are without having to come right out and say it uh-huh. having a woman sweat because a priest comes to a door yeah. that says so much about someone i mean someone yes. who's literally talking to a man dressed as a priest and not know he's a priest yeah like that says a lot about someone yeah. so it, it really is these great illustrations of who these characters are well, without having to make a very obvious joke about it and then when Dorothy comes out what's so I think what's so great about the writing of this episode is you know we've had all of these great dialogue exchange exchanges between Blanche and Frank and Rose and Frank and their iconic lines but then you get to Dorothy's scene where she's obviously realizing she's she's embarrassed and she's made a horrible mistake and it's in front of all of her friends and she just it's actually if you think if you put yourself in that situation it's probably the most embarrassing in that you're doing it in front of every, like at least with us. If you go on like a regular date with someone and like it turns into turn bad, your whole not all of your friends are there to watch you fail. You know what I mean? In this moment, they're there to watch her. And even then, even with all of these iconic lines in this episode, there is probably one of the most popular lines in any Golden Girls episode ever: "The mother of a solid gold dancer." I mean, the fact that at Golden Con they had a dance party dedicated just to that line. Like there are just that's what's so amazing about this episode is that we've featured all of these other great lines and there's still more. I know. And it, it takes it one step further, right? Mm-hmm. Because Dorothy or because Blanche and Rose's really funny lines were in that moment of yeah. realization that heightened. Yeah. It was the crescendo of the scene of, mm-hmm. of, Oh, I'm realizing you're a priest. But yes. with Dorothy, it's the awkward aftermath of it, right? Uh-huh. It's, you know, why didn't you tell me it was Father Frank Leahy? Yeah. Like, that's not the funny part, her discovering it. Yes. It's that awkward moment of the two of them sitting at opposite ends of the couch, which was yeah. like really great directing and this kind of awkwardness in the air. And it's like, you know, he goes like, you you look nice tonight. Yeah. And then that's where she gets her punchy line. Right when you've let your guard down, it's you so get, oh, good. please, I look like the mother of a solid gold dancer. And it's like, oh. It's when she's like, finally so relaxed. about and, this show. And she's self-aware and she's back to being herself. She's no longer embarrassed. She knows who she is now. And she knows this situation she's in. 
And she decides to go with it in the way that Dorothy would, which is by cracking jokes and stuff. And they have mm -hmm. a lovely meal out on the lanai, which I is- I know, come on, Frank, we're eating out on the lanai. Yes. I do love where, again, it, it goes to their characters where they're going out there and Rose is like, where am I supposed to sit again? Yeah. And Blanche in, again, a very rhythmically delivered sing-songy line goes, oh, anyway, you damn well please, what difference does it make now? <laughs> and it's like, the I was like, the delivery it's of these so lines. If you just were to read, oh, anywhere you damn well please, what difference does it make now? It's uh -huh. like, oh, okay. But when it's Rue McClanahan going, yeah. oh, anyway, you damn well please, what difference does it make now? It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's a song. But you know what? It's my music. favorite, My favorite line in the episode actually hasn't even happened yet. Really? Yes. I wanted to drop this bomb after we go, because we don't have the clip of it, because I intentionally, we didn't, you didn't pull it, and I didn't want to pull it because... It's just whatever. I didn't pull it. But after they have the whole meal out on Lanai and they come back in and they're all talking with Frank and everyone's chill now. Everyone's normal. Everyone's just sort of laughing about this weird confusion that's happened. And Dorothy and Blanche go into the kitchen to have to get coffee for everybody. And that's when Blanche starts to confront Dorothy about the possibility that maybe Frank wants more than just a friendship. And she starts saying these things. And then Dorothy says... He's a priest. and then, The man's a priest. And the man's a priest. And then Blanche goes, a man's a man. That line, a man's a man, is like, is is just so good. And how quickly she does it as soon as Dorothy says the man's a priest. The way she gets in there, it's just, and it says so much about her character too. Because of course, she knows men. And she knows men lusting after women. And he, she sees the lust in Frank's eyes, the sin, if you will, in Frank's eyes. And she has to confront Dorothy with it. And that's when, of course, the whole story about the, you know, forbidden love that she had. And just like the episode in A Little Romance, like all that happened. And the fact that it was someone who sold cloth. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> it's so weird. I know. I know. But he did reposted my Lazy Boy for free. <laughs> I, Which, I actually I mean, can't I just believe had a friend, I didn't pull I that clip. I mean, it's fine it, if you didn't. It's so iconic. But I just had a friend who recently went through a upholstery nightmare. Upholstering, reupholstering stuff is very expensive. So the fact that... Blanche got that lazy boy reupholstered for free. That's actually good. She got a deal. Yeah. And she got laid. And she got laid. So like, I mean, she's she should she should do ads for Lazy Boy. Sorry, Kristen Bell. Yeah, I yes, she absolutely yes. Blanche Devereaux for Lazy Boy. <laughs> um yeah. Oh, you're right. That line is so good. It's the man's just, a priest. The man's a the man. man. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> It's so good. And then, and then yes, the, the, the story and, and it's so great. And, and I, I definitely know I talked about this last time we watched um, this episode on the podcast, like a million years ago, but the moment, one of my, it's one of my favorite B. Arthur physicality moments is when she's like, I will not listen to this. And she's coming out of the kitchen into the living room and she does like the prance realizes very Yes, she realizes yeah. very quickly she's yelling, and yeah. then she prances like a gentle deer and goes, coffee's ready. I mean, and she <laughs> gently puts it down. She has multiple is... moments of odd B. Arthur physical movements. There's one coming up at the end of the episode when she goes and sees Frank Leahy at the, at the, at the church or whatever. It's 
Catholics call it church, right? Church. Yeah. Yeah. At the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it's the prance is so, so it's good. just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Frank, and again, this is where like, I have a little bit of a problem with, oh. I don't know, men or just Frank. I don't know, but it's because Dr. Jonathan Newman did this as well. So Frank when he's leaving well sophia comes home first oh yeah sorry the whole thing with yeah. yes so sophia comes home and, and there's the whole thing of like the bingo sophia game conf- was rigged and, and then sophia confronting she actually yelled at the priest i think right she, she kind of well, she goes she goes i assume they they sent you over here to yeah. shut me up yeah yeah which i love that's when you know a, like an old elderly woman does not give any fucks when she starts confronting a priest about the assault she just had. But then she does this cute thing where she basically is telling Dorothy not to date a priest because she'll go to hell forever, which is like yeah. so funny. And of course, like, again, that says so much about her character yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and her, you know, feelings about religion and mm-hmm. also her daughter dating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so then when Frank leaves, mm-hmm. um, this is the says, faggy moment. This is the gay moment. This is where, <laughs> I think Father Frank Leahy might have a little queer in him in that Mm -hmm. when you leave a room, you got to leave people talking. You know what I mean? You got to leave people remembering who you are. That is a uniquely queer ability that unfortunately I feel like straight people suffer from. They suffer from a lack of an ability to leave a room memorably. And I will say that is true for (laughs) myself and Stan. We like to uh, leave parties without saying goodbye to people. Mm, <laughs> we yeah. just, we, we, we want people to go, wait, did they come tonight? That's mm, how we want to be remembered mm, is, is for people to not even know if our presence was, oh, no. uh, was actually there. I want people to know I was there. And Father Frank Leahy, he leaves in this super dramatic, vague sentence that of course warrants a response, but instead he just leaves saying that what does he say like i'm i you've you've, you've helped me consider leaving the church or something yeah he says thanks to you i'm thinking about leaving the church which is like so vague and then he just leaves and then instead of all the girls being like what the fuck like what the fuck you don't just leave on that kind of line dude and they don't do they just they do the whole sitcom cut to commercial stare stare at each other and be silent (gasps) Well, that's a big axe break moment. That's why. So here's my problem with this, because when Dr. Jonathan Newman left Rose and the women at dinner, he just said, there's something really important I'd like to talk to you about. Which is more normal, which is more normal. Yeah, he he didn't want to have a breakup conversation on a date in front of her roommates. He was like, let's go to dinner and talk about it like friends. I get that. Yeah. Father Frank like just drops a bomb he he drops a bomb on her but it's not even the bomb it's not even a bomb well he yes exactly it's the it it, so for dr jonathan newman the a side is we need to have a talk the b side is we can't see each other anymore with father frank the a side is thanks to you i'm thinking of leaving the church Mm -hmm. the b side is 
I, I'm better off as a teaching priest instead of a parish priest. The second half of that did it's, not warrant no. a completely separate conversation. Totally. It's the it's a tiny but detail. Also, because it raises question it raises unnecessary questions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like we get the because he just says I'm thinking about leaving the church. When we finally get through all of the misunderstandings, what is even the, the church? rigmarole yeah. of Dorothy thinking he wants to be with her, or like, does she want to feel responsible for a man giving up the priesthood and then it's just the reasoning it's like it's, and see it's, I, this I, I is don't why understand I say... why i couldn't uh, like it's I, I don't understand why he couldn't say the rest of the sentence this yes. would be like if i called you i called you on the phone and mm -hmm. i said hey h allen scott slash sadie pines i need to see you in person soon because i'm leaving los angeles Yes. And 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 then when we go get dinner a week later after you're like, well, why? Is everything okay? Is she dying? Are they broke? You're just going to Santa a Barbara week? for pills or something. You need to get out of my <laughs> fucking head. I wrote, I literally wrote. <sighs> then when I see you in person, I finish the thought by saying I'm taking a day trip to Santa Barbara. <laughs> get out of are you looking at my google talk no get i'm not out of my i'm head. not i'm this not third time. I mean, get out of my you know, you know we traveled together once Barbara. maybe maybe we had that movie from the 80s where the father and the son switch places maybe we had something happen in the air when we flew to golden con that we became the same brain oh my we are three heads yeah. on a plate in the future on <laughs> richmond street in the kitchen table right now you are in my head oh but no what it happened on it that proves trip? it proves that this man is a little homo-y and that he loves a drama because the fact that we spent what five minutes talking about the drama that this man caused by leaving a room proves homosexual so much so much drama yeah. that dorothy couldn't even wait to talk to him yeah. she she drove 18 miles across town because yeah. she was like this father is driving frank Leahy is the lisa vanderpump of the golden girls she causes the drama she makes you confused and then she leaves the room and everyone else has to clean it up is that what she does on real housewives yeah and lisa Rinna too a bunch of them but lisa vanderpump of course as well got it yes yeah. I figured I used Lisa Vanderpump because you watch Vanderpump Rules, so I assume maybe you knew a little bit about Lisa Vanderpump. But whatever, it's a different different podcast recap episode. We don't need to go there. Yeah, I only I don't know her as a Real Housewife. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so then um, we see Dorothy at the church, and well, we see we see Sophia going to the church first. And... So before that, oh. though. The women have to have a conversation. Oh, that's right. That's right. This I is, always forget about this that. Is, this is kind of the equivalent of Rose's fever dream. This is These are where the two episodes diverge a little bit, where Rose has mm -hmm. her fever dream on she doesn't know what to do. And in this episode, they go the more traditional route, which is, you know, talking about it over chocolate macadamia nut cheesecake yes. and rum raisin ice cream. I mean, that sounds so gross. Oh, it sounds fine. The way that Betty White pronounces rum raisin ice cream no. is is rum, wild. Rum, I can't get my, raisin, my brain around it. Raisins and ice cream? No. Ugh. I don't like, I wouldn't like raisins and ice cream. I love but raisins. Chocolate but macadamia nut cheesecake sounds pretty that good. That sounds delicious. I would eat that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would just do it without, you don't need ice cream with no. cheesecake. I don't no. think. No. Uh, Cause it's already super rich. It's a bit excessive. Um, yes. So. It's like putting pie so, on cake. 
So in this, um, in, in this sort of, you know, giving uh, Dorothy advice scene, they did actually give Rose a nice story to tell, yeah. um, which was nice, which is about, you know, a man giving up everything for love. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love her story about when her and Charlie started dating, you know, he didn't like her because there was a feud between the Nylans and the Gerkleckner Beigenhoff Stettner Fraus. Um, which God bless Betty White for being able to say Greg Lechner, Beigen, Hofstetner, Frau. The way she probably was taught how to pronounce some of those weird Scandinavian things. I mean, that God bless that producer. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I just I love the saying Olafian names. Yeah. Um, they're amazing. And then of course Sophia comes out, she calls him Father Happy Pants, and she's like, you know, I stand by you because which, remember maybe she knows he's a homosexual, just saying. Father Happy Maybe. Pants? That sounds pretty queer. Father Happy Pants yeah. does sound like a gay priest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, you know the gay priest, that's... Father Happy Pants, down the street? Go to him. He'll help. Hey, maybe Golden Con next year. Maybe <laughs> maybe we do a Father Happy Pants. And you just do a priest top, uh, like up top, and then like wild pants below. Mm-hmm. Father Happy Pants. <laughs> Um, okay, so now we're final scene. We're yeah. at the church. That set is incredibly Again, impressive. Yeah. I mean, and this is like mid season too, towards the end. So like, my God, they were like, we got the budget. We got to use it before the season's up. Yeah. Um, the, the, the only thing I really want to say about this scene is like the way that Dorothy, again, <laughs> like, Dorothy already made an ass out of herself once in front of Frank, right? Mm-hmm. So when Dorothy shows up this time, she starts saying a lot of things. She's saying before a lot of he, things. Before he cuts her off. Yeah. And it reminded me of like, like on the finale of The Bachelor when mm-hmm. it's down to the final two women, right? Yeah. And the woman he's about to dump gets out of the limo and then kind of walks down to the area and she thinks she's going to get proposed to. And she talks, the guy lets her talk for like four and a half minutes about how her life has changed. She loves him. He's the only one only for him to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I chose somebody else. Like that's what father, frankly, he did to Dorothy. It kind of reminded me of on the office when there's an episode, I forget the episode, but Pam is talking about. I think a penis or something, something she saw and she's saying a lot or maybe something about Jim. I don't really know. I forget, but she's saying a lot of things and she's like, Oh, I am saying a lot of words. And like, she just like, oh. it's like she self realizes that she's like just saying words at that point. Yeah. And it kind she's of talking to Karen and she's like, I, I, not that I want to see Jim's penis yes, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something with that. And I think maybe she's talking to Karen. Yeah. yeah. But it reminded me of that. Whereas just sort of Dorothy just being like, I got to keep talking until someone stops me. I just, I, he should have cut her off a lot yes, sooner. Yes. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. He, this is now the second time she has felt like an idiot in front of this man. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, of course, the whole Sophia going into the confessional. I mean, so and the, funny. the priest shocked reaction. Shocked. And then shocked. when, you know, when Dorothy and Frank decide to stay friends and hug, I know they have to hold on to that hug for Sophia to come out and go, you know, it's like yeah. you didn't hear a word I said. But, like, they weren't anticipating that Sophia was going to come out. And that's what makes me think, like, Frank's dipping his toe. Because he's the one who initiates the hug because I paid attention. And then when they do hug, like, that's a hug that's going on for a long time. I feel like Dorothy's going to walk away from that hug going, like, well, does he? Yeah. Well, so this gets me to a question I wanted to ask you. Uh, Yeah. Now we've 
we've reviewed this episode twice, and mm-hmm. and we I don't remember our reaction to Father Frank Leahy from the first one, but I don't think it was necessarily positive. But now that we're a little bit older, and we've experienced life a little bit more, and we're both a little bit more settled, what do you think of Father Frank Leahy? Is he actually a good friend to Dorothy, or is he kind of a bit of a tease? Wow. You know what? You... I think we just answered a different question about him because oh. you said, is he a friend of Dorothy? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look, insert Kate Blanchett so answered... hand gesture gif here. <laughs> <laughs> we've answered that question. Yes. Um, is he a good friend? Um, I don't think he is. No, I don't think, I don't he, think is. he is. I think he's I... self-serving and I think he's, yes. a, he's a bit of a drama queen. Yes, I think the friendship is very one-sided yes. because he only talks about himself. Oh, yeah. His entire friendship is of with Dorothy is based on, like, his standing in the church and what he's going to do totally. with his life. And, he doesn't know that um, she loves the Beatles. He doesn't know. He doesn't know any of these things. Yeah. So I. Yeah. So I would say no. Um, is he? Is he a saint like Jake? No, no, no. Is he no. a total piece of shit like Miles, Samuel Plankmaker, Nick Carbone? Mm, no. no. But I will say he's kind of borderline Stan in that he's very selfish and he's yes. kind of dramatic. And I yes. mean, Stan went to a, 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 a homeless shelter to get food when the girls were serving there dressed as Santa Claus just to sort of like get the free meal or whatever. So like, you know. A bit selfish, a bit selfish. Is what yes, I'm saying. but not as endearing as Stan. No, and I understand that yes. we had a lot more episodes of Stan. And probably yeah. if we'd only met Stan in the Guess Who's Coming to the Wedding episode, season mm. two of, or season one, episode two, yeah. then if that was our only thing, you know, then I'm sure we'd be like, oh yeah, Stan's a piece of shit. But we got to know we him got a to lot know more him. as the yeah. seasons went so on. So maybe Father Frankly, um, he is nice, but I stand by that he probably has a grinder profile. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I definitely I like him less, but I think I like the episode more. I agree. I agree. It was there just the 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 avalanche, the dominoes of lines just it made me so happy. Yeah. Well, should, should we, we? We need to yes. take a break and yes. get back Let's with the golden it. takeaway. We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? My golden takeaway is for um, TV writers or budding, aspiring TV writers mm. in the comedy space. I want to say that if you are going to write a like a spec script of a TV show and there's a formula that works the way that a little romance and the way that forgive me father works. I would say do it. Yeah. Copy it. Yeah. And, and make it your own and, and try to insert your own life experiences in there. But um, I will say it, it just, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that forgive me father and a little romance are two yep. of my very frequent rewatches mm-hmm. and formulaically they're very, very, very similar, but 
they're different episodes. And, but, if you, uh, and if you listeners see other, you know, similarities in the formula for other episodes that maybe we're not getting right now or we're not thinking about right now, drop it in the comments of the post that we do for this episode. We always like post a clip of the episode where we watch. So like, Go leave it in the comments and let us know because I would love to know more about what you guys think if there's something similar to other episodes, if this formula has been used in other episodes, you know? Yeah, or if there are even uh, similarities in A Little Romance and Forgive Me, Father, that yeah. we didn't even point out. Yeah, oh, so true, yeah. so true. What my, is your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway is I would love for myself and for others, I'm going to challenge our listeners to find opportunities in your life to casually just say, the man's a man. I I think I do think that that line is applicable to life in more ways than I even am able to realize right now. I feel like it's going to be sort of like a that's what she said in a way for me that I'm going to find areas where I can just say the man's a man, you know, like and it, it, you could apply to if someone's attractive, the man's a man. If someone's an asshole, the man's a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's so fluid. So, and even mm -hmm. the way Blanche said it, it was so fluid that I think, I think we need to turn that into, that's what she said. That's my golden takeaway. Wow. Second office reference. That's pretty good. I know, right? Uh, wow. That was a great golden takeaway. This was, to get a little Massachusetts, a wicked fun rewatch to watch after supper. What's for supper? <laughs> Yeah, we had chili. Um, I yeah, pizza. I had a blast doing oh, this one. So and can't wait to hear what you guys think of uh, Forgive Me, Father. Yeah, let and us know all the things. What, what yes. do you think of the lines of Father Frank Leahy? All of the things. we Now we're more engaged with the audience than we were when we first watched this episode. So please let us know. Shout out, shout out in the comments. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Yes. And yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you back here next week for more Golden Girls greatness. And if you didn't know, which how could you not? We are officially a part of Mom Moguls of Media. So go support them because they're fantastic. And also get Mom Plus because it's great and it's wonderful. And you can follow us on social media at on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod on Instagram at Out on the Lanai Official. And Carrie, you have started posting on Out on the Lanai Official. And I love it. I love your tone. Carrie is posting some, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm getting better about it. I love it. I love it. She said she, she posted something saucy today about Betty White's home being de demolished. How oh, could, I saw stars when I read about that. I'm sure you did. So go to our Instagram page. Yeah, definitely follow because Carrie's posting too. And on Facebook, we're at Golden Girls Pod. And I am Sadie Pines and H. Allen Scott on everything. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us wherever you get this podcast. Because the more ratings we get, the more the show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and join our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. And as always, remember, stay, stay golden. golden! The man's a man. <laughs>